Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. It's that time of the year again. Fall gets busy with school functions, sports practices, games, and we know it is just about to get busier as we approach the holiday season. Sometimes we just need to get dinner on the table and fast. In today's episode, I'm sharing my favorite shortcut dinner options to keep on hand or grab quickly at the grocery store for nights where you feel like you just can't even, but you don't want to grab takeout. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak, and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way, without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. All right, let's talk about some mealtime shortcuts. But first, I want to define what I mean when I talk about a shortcut. A shortcut is anything that you keep on hand or buy quickly at the store to make meals happen easier and faster. This can be anything from a protein or a vegetable or a sauce, anything that's going to make that meal come together easier. Last year, I shared a whole episode on my favorite shortcut dinner ideas, things that I keep on hand for easy dinners. I shared over 20 ideas for frozen breaded chicken, frozen meatballs, frozen shrimp, and chicken sausage. So I'll link that episode in the show notes. I don't want to be super redundant because those four still remain four of my favorite easy shortcut proteins. But in this episode, I want to expand on the idea of shortcuts, especially when it comes to a busy season like fall and coming into the holiday season, with more shortcut items you can easily keep on hand in your freezer or in your pantry to make meals easier this season. So let's dive in. Shortcut number one is frozen veggies. Not only are these budget-friendly and a great way to make sure you are getting in vegetables, because a lot of shortcut dinner options, you know, whether you're grabbing chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese or throwing together some pasta and sauce, they don't have a lot of vegetables. Now, I know that pasta sauce 
has tomatoes, which are arguably a vegetable, a fruit, whatever. It's full of nutrients, but we want those balanced meals, right? And sometimes veggies get pushed to the wayside when we are in a pinch. So frozen vegetables are great to keep on hand because they are super convenient and because they're in your freezer, they're not something that's going to go bad quickly, which happens a lot, I think, with vegetables. Sometimes we are excited about eating more vegetables. We get overzealous. We buy all the vegetables at the grocery store and they end up going bad in our crisper drawer even if we know how to store vegetables well. I will link that episode as well to make sure you're not wasting your vegetables. But sometimes those frozen vegetables are exactly what we need to make sure we are getting vegetables in our meals and to make it easier to prepare. Because even though I love chopping away in the kitchen, there are many nights where I do not want to be chopping a head of cauliflower or a whole butternut squash, and I just want the easy option. So frozen veggies are awesome, and they're also more budget-friendly than buying pre-chopped vegetables, which are one of those things when I talk about eating healthy on a budget, pre-chopped vegetables are so ridiculously expensive. They are just almost never worth it for me. Now, some can be worth it, like frozen vegetables, or they have like a chopped mirepoix at Trader Joe's that might be a great way to start a soup. So you're making a soup at home instead of buying Panera or wherever else you get soup. No hate to Panera. We love Panera in my house. And I do still maintain if buying pre-chopped vegetables is where you want to compromise on your budget so that you are actually eating vegetables and you're actually eating at home instead of grabbing takeout or going to a restaurant, then totally do that. But for me, because I've got the knife skills down. It's worth it for me to chop my own vegetables. But sometimes we just don't have the time. Meal prep is great. Meal prep is a great way to get vegetables ready to go so that they're easy to throw into your meal. But for those super busy weeks, we want a shortcut solution. So frozen vegetables are that for me. There's a few types of frozen vegetables I like to keep on hand. I like to keep a California blend of vegetables on hand, which is typically carrots, cauliflower, and broccoli. I also love a stir-fry blend. There are a couple of great stir-fry blends at Trader Joe's. I also love the Trader Joe's cauliflower rice for a quick veggie option. Uh, You can mix it in with rice or you can serve it by itself, depending on your family's preference. They also have a great cauliflower rice veggie stir-fry that is a great shortcut base in and of itself that you can add your own proteins, whether you want to add chicken or tofu or shrimp to that. That's a frozen veggie right there too. So I love a California blend. I love a stir fry blend. I love to use the California blend in any sort of curry. So I love making a really quick curry. You can either use a sauce, which we're going to talk about in just a minute, or you can do curry paste, coconut milk, and some soy sauce and or a little bit of salt, something a little bit sweet to balance it out. And you can add in the frozen vegetables, cook up a protein or add in a pre-cooked protein, and you've got a very simple meal you can serve over rice or cauliflower rice. I also love a carrot and pea blend. Sometimes it's carrots, green beans, peas, and onions. Any sort of that combination is really great in fried rice. It's also really great in a chicken pot pie or a shepherd's pie. If you can get the blend that is carrots and onions and just peas or peas and corn, that is perfect as a starter for your chicken pot pie, your chicken pot pie soup, your shepherd's pie. And when I'm talking shortcuts, I'm talking you're making a chicken pot pie soup or you might be buying a pre-made crust. We're not making a crust and calling it shortcut. We are buying a crust. We are quickly sauteing up some vegetables, shredding in some rotisserie chicken, 
and we're gonna create a really quick roux with just some butter and some flour, add in some broth, maybe a little bit of cream, and topping it. Now, do I think that that is a quick 20 minute dinner? No, it's not. You've still got a shortcut option in there, but that's not what you're making if you are super pressed for time. But it does work, those frozen vegetables are going to cut down on your time making that sort of dish. I love buying frozen butternut squash for recipes that use butternut squash in a way that you don't need it to stay fully together. So I'll use frozen butternut squash in my beef and butternut squash chili. That recipe is on my website, as is my butternut squash kale and chickpea curry. Got a curry theme going on today. I love curry, and that is a very quick recipe. The uh, butternut squash beef chili, that is a bean-free chili. If you're bean-free, you can always add some black beans to it. It's delicious with black beans added to it. We will do that sometimes to stretch the chili. But if you are someone who would prefer to not have beans in your chili, that one is great. And so that one is one you can put in the Instant Pot, which is what I typically do, or the slow cooker. That's a really easy recipe. You can kind of set it and forget it. And then the chickpea coconut curry with butternut squash and kale, that one comes together in like 20 minutes. It's very simple with canned chickpeas. I also love roasting frozen vegetables. I have a tutorial on my website on how you can very easily roast frozen broccoli, frozen cauliflower. It's very easy to roast frozen vegetables. You can even do frozen green beans. And once you've got the once you've got it down, you might not go back to roasting regular vegetables because there's no well, there's very little chopping. I do find sometimes frozen vegetables are inconsistent in size. So you might want to get them in the oven, defrost them a little bit, and then and I will do this often. I'll just kind of use a paring knife very carefully to to cut up some of the pieces of, say, broccoli or cauliflower so that they're more bite-sized because that's what we want whenever we're roasting vegetables. I just did a whole tutorial on how to roast the perfect vegetables in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. So if you're in the cooking club or you're thinking about joining the cooking club, definitely go check out that tutorial. I think it's like nine minutes long and I share with you exactly how to roast the perfect vegetables. So roasted vegetable, and I don't talk about frozen in that video, but go to my website and roast some frozen vegetables. It's very easy. I also love frozen peppers and onions. One of our favorite shortcut meals is the fire roasted peppers and onions from Trader Joe's. I'll saute them up. I will add some garlic powder, some Italian seasoning, and some salt. They are lightly seasoned, but they can use a little bit of something else. And then I will, in another pan, cook up some chicken sausage, or you can cook up the chicken sausage, take it out of the pan, add in the vegetables, and then mix it all together. Serve that over rice. My kids like them separate, but the frozen peppers and onions work really great for fajitas. They work great for the dish I just shared. They work great anywhere you would use peppers and onions. Shortcut number two is high-quality pre-made sauces. If you're in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club, you know I am a big fan of sauces. I love a good drizzle. I love a I love a ranch, okay? I have several homemade ranch recipes. We've got the herb ranch. We've got the chipotle ranch. We've got the cilantro jalapeno ranch, and I will drizzle them on all the things from nachos to tacos to bowls. They're so great, and they're very easy to put together in a blender. But sometimes you need a little helping hand in making a homemade meal happen. And so sauces are one of those ways to do it. One of the things you'll see me use a pre-made sauce in like all the time is enchiladas. I do have a homemade red enchilada sauce recipe in my Simply From Scratch ebook, and I love to make that probably once a year. It is more budget friendly to make your own sauces, but if you are choosing the sauce because it's going to help you to make a meal and not go out to eat, then you are saving money 
in that way too, right? So I'm a supporter for whatever shortcuts you need to make that homemade meal work. And high quality sauces are one of those great things to have on hand. So I always have the Frontera green and red enchilada sauces on hand for different styles of enchiladas. I have my green chicken enchiladas and my chicken tinga enchiladas in the cooking club as well. Their barbacoa sauce is really great. You can use that in the slow cooker or the instant pot with a big hunk of meat. Their fajita sauce is good as well. I have a sheet pan steak fajita and chicken fajita recipe in the cooking club. You could replace the marinade with the fajita sauce and use that as well. So Frontera is a great brand. I love Rick Bayless so much. Any of you who know, know Rick Bayless is my favorite. Um, So moving on from Frontera sauces, if you're looking for a Mexican style, Frontera is great. I love the Maya Katmal Indian Simmer sauces. These are great with chicken or shrimp or frozen and defrosted cooked meatballs. You can serve it over some rice with some veggies on the side, or you can cook the veggies in with your proteins as well. Serve it with some non bread to dip as an alternative to the rice or with the rice as well. I also love a chickpea curry. So any of the curry simmer sauces, you can just have that same base as I talked about the coconut curry, and we'll get to coconut curry in just a second, with veggies, protein, add in that simmer sauce, serve it over a grain or cauliflower rice and you have a very quick dinner. I also love the brand Omsom or Omsom. I don't know exactly how you say it, but they have a larb sauce, which makes larb super easy if you've never made larb before. Uh, Larb is traditionally served in a lettuce wrap. You can also serve it over rice. So it's some sort of ground meat, ground chicken, ground pork, ground turkey. You could even do ground beef, even though it's not traditional. Usually it's pork or chicken. They have a bulgogi sauce. I love bulgogi. So you can make yourself a quick Korean beef bowl. And they have a yuzu miso glaze that is delicious over salmon. You could also do it over shrimp or chicken as well. I forgot to mention, I know that you can get all of the sauces that I am mentioning today at Whole Foods. Many of them you can also get at Target. I'm not sure. I don't think you can get the Om Som. I'm not sure if you can get the Maya Katmal Indian sauce, but you can get a lot of them on Thrive Market as well. So check out your local Whole Foods, check out Target, and check out Thrive Market. And between the three or and or Amazon, you should be able to find all of these. If I can link any of them on Amazon, I will. So you at least have a visual of the sauces I'm talking about. Another great sauce brand is Rayo's. You've heard me talk about them before. They are my absolute favorite pasta sauce. I'm not going to skirt around it. Rayo's is expensive and they are not the only pasta sauce I buy. I think Aldi has a great classic marinara sauce. Target has a great organic classic marinara sauce. The 365 brand by Whole Foods is a great classic marinara sauce. It kind of depends on what you are making with it. If the sauce is the star, I would go for the Rayos. I would go for the better sauce. They also have a decent pesto. I like making homemade pesto. I'm a little biased. That reminds me of there's this trend going on right now on TikTok and Instagram where the girl, I think it's just TikTok. Maybe it's on Instagram too, where there's a girl and she's like, call me crazy, but I've never liked store-bought pesto. And I'm like, everyone's sort of making fun of it, uh, but I can kind of relate. You know what I mean? It's homemade's just better. But in any case, they do have a decent pesto. Um, there's, but you can get, you know, you can get a lot of different decent pestos at the grocery store. I actually don't love Trader Joe's pestos. Is that terrible? I like the one from Target better. 
or the one that Whole Foods makes just in their deli department. Um, so pesto is a great option. Any of their red sauces. Rayo's also has an Alfredo sauce. And I have not tried it, but I have heard it's good. I'm not so big on shelf-stable Alfredo sauces. Something about it kind of freaks me out. But it's worth a try if you want a quick Alfredo option. Another new-to-me brand that I recently tried, because I'm obviously going to try everything that I share. If I haven't tried something, I will directly tell you that I haven't tried it before. Um, and that's it's just something I've heard is good. Like I talked about the Rayo's Alfredo sauce. But this brand, Kevin's Natural Foods, I have seen them all over the place. I've seen them at Whole Foods. I've seen them at uh, Target. They are a paleo brand and they do have pre-made proteins, which would also be a really great shortcut option. But they also have paleo simmer sauces. So as far as I know, they don't have dairy. They don't have any added sweeteners in them, but they're really tasty. So they have a tikka masala sauce. They have a coconut sauce and the lemongrass basil sauce is the one that I tried and it's really, really tasty. So those would be a great option to pick up. And all of these are shelf stable, which I love. So you can keep them in the pantry for when you have those nights where you're like, I just need to grab a protein, some veggies and throw a simmer sauce on it. And then you're good to go. Another brand that I absolutely love, and I don't know if you can get it all across the U.S. So I will premise it with that. I know you can get it in New England and I, I know you can get some of their sauces here in Florida. So I don't know if it's just East Coast or if they've gone across the whole country. I really hope they have. They're a Maine-based company called Stonewall Kitchen and they make fantastic products. They have really yummy aiolis. They have really great sauces. The three that I tried that are really, really great are their maple chipotle and Vidalia onion fig sauce. These are grill sauces that you can use as a marinade. You can grill with them, but I also think they would be really great as kind of a glaze over any sort of protein. They also have a sesame ginger teriyaki and a roasted garlic peanut sauce. You can put them over meatballs. You can put them over shrimp, over chicken, over steak. Any of them would be great as a marinade and or um, a simmer sauce or like the peanut sauce would be great as a drizzle sauce over a quick bowl. The sesame ginger teriyaki would also be really good over salmon, maybe in the air fryer. I love air fried teriyaki salmon. So those are all really great options too. Sauces are just great. Like I said, they're shelf stable. They're easy to keep on hand and they're an easy way to make a meal that's very simple feel gourmet. Shortcut number three is of course frozen or fresh proteins. When I say fresh proteins, I'm not talking about chicken breast or steak or stew meat or even ground meat. I'm talking frozen or refrigerated meatballs. The ones, the chicken meatballs from Trader Joe's are our favorite or the grass-fed beef meatballs from Target. Gyro from Trader Joe's, which only serves three. And I would argue myself and my husband could probably eat the whole package ourselves. So get two if you're serving a family of four. Chicken nuggets, friends. Yeah, they're a protein. You can you can make chicken nuggets into a meal and we're going to talk about it. Pre-cooked grilled or shredded meat also falls under this category. So you can get grilled chicken or roasted turkey at Trader Joe's. You can also get shredded chicken or grilled chicken at Target. You can also get grilled chicken or you can get shredded chicken or shredded pork at Aldi as well. A lot of delis will have pulled shredded chicken and or pulled shredded pork without the sauce. So you can add your own sauces and you can turn this into a meal. Using your own sauce and 
condiments and things like that, I should say. So any sort of frozen or fresh proteins, frozen or refrigerated, I should say proteins are a great shortcut. Now I talked about some of these like chicken sausage and meatballs. I'm going to give you a couple other options for meatballs in that last episode I mentioned at the top of the episode. But let me mention a couple more options you can do with some of these quick proteins. Notice I'm not mentioning rotisserie chicken, which is my personal favorite. I know that I promised you all a rotisserie chicken episode last year, and I got too excited about other episodes, and it just kept falling back. It is coming. It's coming before the end of the year, okay? So rotisserie chicken shortcut episode is coming soon. So know that it is a great shortcut episode, but we're going to talk about like 20 ways that you can use a rotisserie chicken to turn it into dinner. So we'll talk about that soon. I love pre-cooked meatballs. That's one of my favorites because they come together so quickly. You can cook them in the air fryer or in the oven or on the stovetop. I mentioned a curry sauce before. Meatballs are great with a curry sauce over top, served over rice with whatever vegetable you want on the side. Maybe you cook the meatballs in the uh, air fryer and then you're roasting some frozen veggies in the oven, maybe some turmeric cauliflower in the oven. Serve with some rice and you've got a quick dinner and that curry sauce, of course. Quick dinner, super easy. I have a recipe in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club fall meal plan for peanut chicken meatballs. Let me give you the shortcut version. You can go to Trader Joe's, get the chicken meatballs from the refrigerated section at Trader Joe's, get yourself some peanut sauce. I like the Stonewall Kitchen peanut sauce. You can use that. So cook up your chicken or your chicken meatballs, I should say. Roast up some broccoli with some garlic and sesame oil, garlic powder and sesame oil. And so you've got some roasted broccoli. You can even do frozen broccoli. Sprinkle them with some sesame seeds. Cook up some rice. Drizzle it all with some peanut sauce. You've got a shortcut dinner, okay? Just a few ingredients, super easy. You can use your rice cooker for the rice or you can buy frozen pre-cooked rice. It is more expensive than just buying rice in the bag, but that is a quick option as well. Also, don't forget to check out my episode on rice cookers. If you're curious about how to use a rice cooker, if you're thinking about getting a rice cooker, there are so many things you can do with a rice cooker. So definitely check out that episode. It's going to be super handy as we are getting into soup and stew and curry season where you might want to make a grain to go in or on the side. So definitely check out that episode. Okay, so curry meatballs. You could do barbecue meatballs with a pre-made barbecue sauce or teriyaki meatballs. You could even cook them slow in the slow cooker and so that teriyaki sauce gets nice and caramelized over those meatballs. You can turn this into a wrap or you can turn this into a bowl similar to the curry or the peanut meatballs. You all know I love a Greek meatball bowl. I shared these on Instagram the other day. We just make up a quick yogurt sauce. Sometimes we'll do just a quick lemon garlic yogurt sauce where it's literally just a clove of garlic that I let sit with some lemon juice for a couple minutes, add in some full fat Greek yogurt and some salt, whisk it together. I love adding herbs to it, but if you don't have any herbs on hand, that is a great quick sauce to go over top. I'll chop up a quick Greek salad with some cucumber, tomatoes, and some red onion. Drizzle that with some olive oil, red wine vinegar, oregano, little bit of salt, mix that together, serve that over couscous or quinoa with a little bit of feta cheese, some olives, Kalamata olives. We serve them on the side. You can also chop them into the salad as well. Very, very easy. Those are a go-to in our house and my kids go crazy for those bowls. And lastly, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the last shortcut episode, so forgive me if I did, but I love a meatball pasta bake. So you're going to cook up a pot of pasta drain it. Make sure you're salting your pasta water, by the way, with a handful of kosher salt. A handful. Yes. You want it to taste like the sea? 
You want an obnoxious amount of salt in the water because that's the only way that pasta is getting seasoned throughout. Then you're going to toss that pasta with some Rayo's sauce. You can do marinara. You can do a garlic herb. You can do the sensitive marinara. If you want less garlic and onions for sensitive bellies, you can do an arrabbiata sauce. If you want something a little spicy, you're going to cook up some frozen meatballs. You're going to toss that all together. Now, here is where it gets fancy. You can do a little bit of heavy cream or my favorite, some ricotta cheese. Mix that all in together with a little bit of shredded mozzarella cheese, okay? And you're going to mix Mix that all together, put it in a casserole dish, and top it with more shredded mozzarella cheese. Bonus points if you have a ball of mozzarella, and you can dot that on top too. Slice it up and dot it on top. And you're going to bake that in a 425 oven for like 15 minutes until it's bubbly and delicious. If you want to broil the top for a minute so that the top gets a little bit bubbly, you could even up-level this and add in some breadcrumbs on the top. It is so good, and I promise your family's going to go crazy for it. If you're my sister and you're listening and you hear this and you're sad because that sounds really, really good to you, but you can't have tomatoes, you can repeat that whole process minus the marinara and the heavy cream and use pesto instead and do some more ricotta. So do a pesto ricotta pasta bake. That'll also be delicious. And if you're not my sister and that idea sounds good and you also can't have tomatoes and or don't want tomatoes, then that works for you too. All right, moving on. Chicken nuggets or chicken tenders? Let's turn them into a meal, okay? I just bought the Butcher Box chicken tenders or chicken nuggets. I'm sorry, the gluten free chicken nuggets, and we are very excited to try them out. But, like, what kid doesn't like chicken nuggets? So, we will often keep a bag in our fridge, we, or freezer, I should say. We like the Just Bear chicken nuggets. We also like the Trader Joe's in the refrigerator section, their organic chicken nuggets. We prefer to cook them up in the air fryer. I feel like they just have the best texture that way. You can also bake them. So chicken nuggets are great over a simple salad kit. You can make a chicken Caesar salad kit. They're also great as sliders. Just put a couple chicken nuggets on a slider bun. You can add some marinara sauce and some cheese. Melt that. Make a little chicken Parmesan slider. Because they're already breaded, they make a good mock Chinese, like American Chinese recipe or protein base. So you can do a honey garlic chicken. So I would just whisk together some honey, soy sauce, rice vinegar, and fresh garlic, maybe some fresh ginger if you have it. I'd add a little bit of chicken stock or whatever sort of broth you have on hand too, so it's not too thick, and whisk that together. And you can literally cook your chicken, add that to the bottom of a pan, bring it to a simmer, add in your chicken, and just toss that until it forms a glaze. And you can serve that again over rice or whatever your favorite grain is, cauliflower rice with your favorite vegetables on the side. Really simple. Chicken nuggets or tenders chopped up are also great on non-pizza or if you're buying homemade pizza dough or in a calzone. They're great on tacos as well. You can use them as a crispy topping on tacos. They're great for buffalo chicken wraps. They're also really great on a pita. You can use them like you would any other protein on a pita instead of Greek marinated chicken or gyro. You can use the chicken nuggets instead. Make a Greek chicken wrap. Make a gyro-inspired wrap. 
something like that as well. Before I get into my next shortcuts, we're just going to take a quick break to hear from this week's sponsors. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly, Tilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, another one of my favorite shortcuts is pre-made dumplings. Trader Joe's specifically has some great pre-made frozen dumplings, and you can do a couple things with these. You can do a lot of things with these, but I really love to saute them stir-fry style. So you can go ahead and I would defrost them first before you saute them, or they won't get crispy. They do say that you can saute them from frozen, but I'm not a fan. So I would lightly microwave them with a little bit of water or steam them lightly until they are defrosted. And then I would saute them or pan sear them, I should say, in some sesame oil. You can cook them up with some stir fry vegetables. And that's basically dinner. They can be as easy as that. You can also serve them with a stir fry on the side and some dumpling sauce. My favorite way to cook them, though, is in a soup. So there is a miso soup base that you can buy at Trader Joe's, but there's also similar companies where you can use or they have a miso soup base or maybe even a pho soup base. I'm thinking of the brand Ocean's Halo. This is a uh, vegan company. They have some really great broths. I would use a really, really good broth or soup base, and then you can add your dumplings to that along with whatever vegetables you want. So I'm thinking I would saute up some mushrooms, maybe some green onions, maybe do some greens, so some bok choy or some Napa cabbage. You could even do some shredded carrots in there if you want to. There are so many possibilities here. It's really about what vegetables you love and just creating that quick saute of vegetables adding in the broth, bringing it to a simmer, and then adding in those dumplings. If you wanted to add an extra protein in there, you could as well. But that is a really quick and simple dinner. And my family loves dumplings, so this one always goes over well. Shortcut number five. I think this one's a no-brainer, especially in the fall and the winter, but I want to give you some suggestions for it. Speaking of soup, we're going to go to Canderbox Soup. All right. Soup and grilled cheese is just a shortcut staple in the fall and winter. But I want you to get a little bit fancy with your grilled cheese. Okay, so buy your favorite boxed soup or canned soup. But I love a good boxed tomato soup, roasted red pepper soup, butternut squash soup, the Trader Joe's has great options. And then the Pacific Foods brand also has great options as well. And then I love doing a pesto grilled cheese or I love doing apple brie and prosciutto grilled cheese. Mix it up. Change up your grilled cheese a little bit. Do a ham and cheese or ham and gruyere grilled cheese. Mix up the grilled cheese a little bit so it feels more than just cheese on bread and tomato soup which can also be delicious. But think outside the box when it comes to your grilled cheese. Grilled cheese comes together so fast. Serve it up with a box soup and you've got a very quick dinner. And I also want to mention there are so many different ways that you can jazz up a canned or box soup yourself as well. So you can make it stretch rather than one can of soup per person, which ends up being somewhat expensive, especially if you're buying a good quality soup. 
So you can jazz up a soup with some extra protein. If it's a vegetable soup, you can add in your own chicken sausage or pre-cooked chicken or ground meat. You can add in some of your own fresh vegetables or fresh herbs to really brighten the flavor of that soup. You can add in your own grain or noodle. So you could add some couscous into roasted red pepper soup, which is delicious. You can do some sort of a topping. You can add cheese on the top. You can do a cream drizzle on the top. I very rarely will purchase something pre-made and just consume it as it is. I am always jazzing things up a little bit, maybe a little bit of chili crunch, maybe a little bit of sour cream, maybe some fresh herbs. There's always a way to make something feel a little bit more than how it comes out of the package. So experiment with some of your favorite flavors, with some of your favorite toppings. Remember that taste, texture, and temperature are the three foundations of flavor. So the soup itself will hopefully have balanced flavors, but how could you add some texture, maybe some crispy onions to the top of it? How can you experiment if it's a spicy soup with something cooling on top like a sour cream or a creme fraiche how could you add something fresh like some fresh herbs to that soup and that will add some texture and perhaps something cool or if it's not a spicy soup maybe you add a little bit of heat to it maybe it's a creamy soup and then you can add a little bit of uh, red pepper flakes to it Maybe for that soup I mentioned with the dumplings, you add a little squirt of sriracha to that. And then you're adding a little bit of spice to that as well. There's so many different ways that you can experiment. Just adding some new things to your soup. Think of a roasted red pepper soup with a little bit of couscous mixed in and some crispy chickpeas on the top and a sprinkle of feta. You bought the soup. You maybe roasted up some chickpeas in the air fryer or in the oven for like 15 minutes. And you just threw that all together. And couscous takes five minutes. That is way more appealing than just a box of roasted red pepper soup. So there's a lot you can do with that. So experiment and don't be afraid to literally go outside the box. Shortcut number six. I've talked about tortellini and ravioli before, but let's talk about pre-made gnocchi. So either gnocchi that you get in the frozen section, which can be a little bit harder to deal with, like the cauliflower gnocchi or the sweet potato gnocchi from Trader Joe's, or wherever else you get them from, they are very delicious, but they aren't as flexible. And when I say flexible, I mean two different cooking techniques. Like they don't work as well in a sheet pan style presentation, but they will work well in something like a sauce or a baked gnocchi. So I am talking the pre-made dried gnocchi here. So if you are gluten-free, those are great options or a gluten-free gnocchi option is great too. I have a sheet pan gnocchi recipe in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club that is one of my family's favorites. Basically, you are intentionally overcrowding a pan with a bunch of vegetables, gnocchi, and chicken sausage, tossing it with a bunch of seasonings, popping it in the oven, and it's done in like 25 minutes. The recipe calls for broccolini, but I've also made it with broccoli and it's delicious that way. I love making a gnocchi skillet. So very similar to the meatball pasta bake that I mentioned earlier, you can add a jar of your favorite sauce. So saute the gnocchi on the stove. You can fancy this up. You can saute some onions or shallot and garlic ahead of time, then add in the gnocchi and just saute that up so it gets nice and crispy. You can add in a protein to this like chicken sausage or whatever pre-cooked protein because we're talking shortcuts. You could also do meatballs in there as well and saute up that gnocchi, add in your protein pre-cooked 
and then add in your favorite sauce. If you want it creamy, you can add in some cream or some ricotta. If the pan you're using is not heat safe, normally I use my cast iron for this. You could use a brazier for this as well, as long as it's heat safe, then you can finish this off and pop it right in the oven. If you wanna add some greens to this, you can add some spinach in there to wilt or some kale in there, finely chopped to wilt as well. Mix it all up with the sauce, either transfer it to another dish or top it with some shredded cheese. And if you wanna get fancy, some breadcrumbs, drizzle of olive oil, pop that in the oven for about 15 minutes. And again, you're going to be good to go. I also love my chicken gnocchi soup in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. Now that's not a super shortcut, but it does come together very fast. You can use pre-cooked chicken for that. And then that makes it happen even faster. And then of course, the gnocchi only takes a couple minutes to cook. Shortcut number seven is pizza dough. You know we love non-pizza, and I mentioned this in the last Shortcuts episode, so that is always a great option as well. But pizza dough is even less expensive, and it's easier to find a gluten-free option as well. So speaking of my cast iron pan, I love making pizza in my cast iron. If I'm not making it on the grill in the summertime, I love making it in the cast iron. So you just want to grease your cast iron really, really well, get it really hot, and then you can go ahead and add your pizza dough to it. So you want to roll your pizza dough out ahead of time, be very careful. Make sure you're flouring it or putting some cornmeal on the bottom so it doesn't stick. You can press this in carefully to the bottom of your cast iron. It works best if the cast iron's hot. You can do it before the cast iron's hot, but I do recommend you getting the cast iron hot in like a 500 degree oven first. Then you add the pizza dough on top. Just carefully press it in. Add any of your toppings. You can do fall inspired with some kale and butternut squash or you, and maybe some pancetta on there as well. You could do a pesto, sweet potato and mozzarella. You could do a fig or fig jam, prosciutto and goat cheese topped with some arugula at the end. You could do a buffalo chicken or a barbecue chicken using some chicken nuggets or pre-made breaded chicken or just grilled chicken as well. You can do a meatball version, and then you can also turn this into calzones as well. So you're not going to use the cast iron for this. You're going to bake them, but you can roll out the pizza dough, cut it into four pieces, get it nice and thin, and then add your sauce and your toppings in the center, press it together into a calzone, brush with some garlic olive oil. It's just a minced garlic clove mixed with some olive oil. Pop that in the oven at, well, let's say 450 degrees for probably... 10 to 20 minutes. It kind of depends on the size of your calzone. So good. Really easy. Great like Friday night family dinner. This is also a great way to use up leftovers as well. If you have odds and ends in your fridge, it's calzone night. We've got some sauce. We've got some cheese. We're going to roll out some pizza dough and throw whatever we want in there. It's a great way to get the kids involved in the kitchen as well. Friends, there are so many ways you can create shortcut dinners this fall, from buying frozen vegetables to pre-made sauces to frozen or refrigerated proteins like meatballs, gyro, chicken nuggets. My former new chef self is like cringing at me mentioning chicken nuggets being a meal for dinner. But we all need those easy options and you can make them into something that is more than just chicken nuggets and mac and cheese. Not that chicken nuggets and mac and cheese are bad on occasion, but there's always another way that you can mix it up, that you can add vegetables, pre-made sauces, 
Soup is a great option as a starter, but how can we jazz it up with some extra ingredients or add a fancy grilled cheese to the side? Maybe we buy some frozen dumplings, but we make them into something that's more than just dumplings and sauce. Same thing with that gnocchi. It's a great substitute if you normally use tortellini or ravioli. Try gnocchi, mix it up a little bit. But the key here is that you're still using that shortcut option to make your meals easier. So I want you to consider which of these options or the options in the last shortcut episode sound like they would make sense for your family. And the next time you're at the grocery store, buy a couple shortcut options, whether it's proteins, veggies, sauces. I recommend a mix of them so that you can throw together those quick meals when it feels like you just can't even. But maybe you do have 20 minutes and you don't want to go out to eat or call for a pizza or order takeout because you're just sick of spending so much extra money when you already have food at home. There's always a way to make it happen faster. If you enjoyed this episode or episodes like this, giving you a ton of meal ideas, everything from seasonal meal ideas to shortcut meal ideas, please let me know by leaving a rating and review on this podcast. It is the best way that I know that you are enjoying the podcast and other people who are searching for the podcast know that it is worthwhile to pop in their earbuds and give it a listen. If you want more family-friendly recipes, everything from shortcuts to easy recipes, recipes to slow cooker, instant pot, sheet pan, and more. Come and join us in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. We have over 115 family-friendly recipes in our member-exclusive recipe vault, many of which are just available for Healthy Mama Cooking Club members. The Healthy Mama Cooking Club is an extension of this podcast. So the things I share on the podcast, I transform into meals for your family. Weekly meal plans, you'll get to your inbox with prep tips and a shopping list. If you want to make that your meal plan for the week, I share quick tips every single week. I share bonus podcast episodes for the podcast fan level, and I even share a seasonal mix and match family meal plan each season for our executive chef level. And I am bringing back live cooking classes starting in November so we can get together. We can chat. I'll answer your questions. We'll talk about all of your holiday cooking questions in November. And Each month, we'll have a topic to chat about, and we'll be able to make a recipe together, whether it be a breakfast, or it'll be a meal prep class, or it'll be a dinner, or an appetizer. My goal for these classes is that they are super casual, we can make a meal together, and I can give you the encouragement you need for whatever we're talking about, or really whatever you need help with in the kitchen. I'm here for you, and I want there to be a way where you can talk to me, not just hear me in your earbuds, but actually be able to chat with me. We There is a new chat in Patreon, which is where the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is, where we can chat together as a group. We can share photos. You can respond to each other's comments. You can ask me questions directly. You can also message me directly in the cooking club. It is the fastest way you can connect with me way faster than Instagram, email, any of those places. I'm always looking at my messages on Patreon as much as possible. So come and join us. You can get your first week free and try it out for seven days. Won't cost you anything. And then from there, it starts at just $3 a month for access to the members-only recipe vault for weekly meal plans with that shopping list and meal prep tips, those quick tips, and so much more. So head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris to join us over there. And I hope you'll come back next week for next week's episode. We are talking about the slow cooker because it is slow cooker season. So I'm going to share with you all the ways that you can use your slow cooker for easy dinners this fall.
As always, thank you so much for spending your time with me today. Whether you are on a walk or you are folding laundry or you are meal prepping or you're cooking dinner for your family, whatever you might be doing, maybe you're driving, maybe you're in the carpool line. I so appreciate you spending your time with me. I appreciate you. Until next time, happy shortcut cooking. Thank you for listening to Mommy's podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mention, head to HealthyMamaChris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.